0: Hey, I'm Julia Furlan, and here are three stories you need to know about today. The U.S. has a much higher rate of gun deaths than the rest of the developed world. And in case you've been living under a rock, gun violence is a super hotly debated public safety issue. But here's the thing. There's hardly any federal research on the topic. And that's because of a two-decade-old ban that was passed by Congress called the Dickey Amendment, which prevents the CDC from studying gun violence. This ban is part of the reason that there are massive gaps in what we know about gun violence in the U.S. Congress passed this ban in 1996, which prohibits the CDC from spending any money to, quote, advocate or promote gun control. So the CDC has avoided researching gun violence beyond some basic data collection. Well, last month, Congress gave the CDC the green light to do research on gun violence, but nothing has changed since then. BuzzFeed News asked the CDC if it started or had plans to do the research, and a spokesperson basically just cited the ban and pointed to existing work. Connecticut Democratic Senator Chris Murphy said that he thinks that the CDC probably won't act on it until the Dickey Amendment is repealed. It's already been almost two years since that sad day that we found out that Prince had died. And on Thursday, we learned that no one will face criminal charges in his death. A toxicology report found a, quote, exceedingly high level of fentanyl in Prince's body. At a press conference on Thursday, we found out that Prince had been taking counterfeit Vicodin pills laced with fentanyl. That's according to Mark Metz, the attorney for the Minnesota county where Prince died. But there's no evidence that Prince, who was 57, had any idea that the pills contained fentanyl, which is 30 to 40 times stronger than heroin. Metz said, quote, In all likelihood, Prince had no idea he was taking a counterfeit pill that could kill him. Metz said that the day before he died, Prince asked his doctor, Michael Schulenberg, about opioid withdrawal. Schulenberg, who's accused of illegally prescribing Prince an opioid a week before he died, will pay $30,000 in a settlement for the federal court case about the prescription. Prince was known to suffer pain from performance-related injuries and to take painkillers for them. If you've read anything in the news this month that says that pasta is good for you, it's probably because Big Pasta wanted you to. This month, a study linking pasta to weight loss went completely viral because honestly, who doesn't want that to be true on a basic, fundamental level? But when news outlets ran with this, their stories failed to mention that three of the study's scientists had financial conflicts, like, you know, ties to the world's largest pasta company, the Barilla Group. So here's what's going on. Over the past decade, Big Pasta has been dealing with societal shifts against carbs, with the rise of Atkins, South Beach, and paleo diets. Those low-carb diets are the arch-nemesis of spaghetti. Since 2008, at least 10 peer-reviewed studies about pasta were either funded by Barilla or were actually carried out by scientists with financial ties to the company. Barilla has publicized these studies on their site, and they also have funded scientific conferences. Why? Why? because they want to sell more pasta. None of these studies reported anything negative about eating pasta, which is not not true. Health experts warn consumers to be skeptical about findings from any single study. So maybe don't change your rotini just yet. For more on the latest stories, download the BuzzFeed News app and make sure you listen to this briefing reporting to you as a podcast or on your smart speakers. Just look for BuzzFeed News.